Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Free speech is under assault like never before. Freedom is under attack more now than ever before. Because radical doesn't mean crazy. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. With the help of the media, big tech, and the global elite, the left is attempting to seize control of my generation. It's time to fight back. It's time to let freedom ring. Hello, hello, everyone. How are we doing? You know, let's start this Wednesday off with some great news. Earlier this week, Francis Collins, who is the director of the National Institute of Health, which is basically Fauci's boss, resigned yesterday, just weeks after he was exposed for lying when he denied that his department funded gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. It's the same Francis Collins who admitted that despite U.S. taxpayer dollars going to the Wuhan lab, they had, quote, no control over what they were doing at the lab. It's like saying you bought your teenager a car, but you can't tell them what to do with it. So we got one scumbag down, one more Fauci to go. Now we're going to get over some quick bites. We're going to get into Biden's plan to give illegals $80 billion. We'll talk about some of the problems going on in Chicago. We'll talk about a trillion dollar coin. But let's get over these quick bites to start with. So Sweden became the third Nordic country to lift all COVID Restrictions. They took them all off. They said, we're done with COVID. It's over. Get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, who cares? We're done. We're going to go back to business. We're going to go back to 2019 when times were normal. Wow. Doesn't that sound great? Maybe that's why the left always says they want to move to these Nordic countries because they actually make sense. It's quite simple. If you live in the United States of America and you are vaccinated, there is no reason why you shouldn't be living life normally. If you live in the United States of America and you're not vaccinated, You should not be living your life in fear. The average death of this thing, of COVID, is higher than the average death or the average life expectancy. Sorry. I think it's like two or three years higher. You know what that means? That means there's no reason why you should live in fear. Zero. Zilch. Now, since July... Black voters, their support for Joseph R. Biden, the president, has dropped 20 points. This is not going well for them, folks. I read read an article the other day. I actually read it on the show, actually, the other day that was talking about how Biden's weakening support or how populism in the conservative movement, how being the party of the working class is exactly what Republicans need to do to win over the left. Now, also... 76% of COVID deaths in Vermont in September were vaccinated. 76% of those in Vermont who died in September from COVID were vaccinated. But you won't hear that on the mainstream media. I wonder why. Now, before we get into Biden's plan to give illegals $80 
billion dollars with a B. Pretty pretty much sure. I think that's way more than a lot of things that should get more money. I need you to head on over to your cell phone that you're probably listening to this podcast on right now and text 912-254-4838. Again, 912-254-4838. Now, why should you text that number? That's my number. And so when you text that number, you'll enter into, that's not my cell phone number, but that's a number I text. You can text it all the time. When you enter that number and you text that number, you will be entered to win a signed Make America Great Again hat from Donald J. Trump. And since we've had so many people sign up over the last couple of days, we are now also going to give away a $200 gift card, just a Visa gift card, good to anywhere. Spend it at a good conservative business, though. That is Again, 912-254-4838. All you have to do is enter. Look, you enter and you're after the announcement. You want to leave afterwards? Go ahead and leave. You should stay though because I keep people up to date with what's going on. I don't text you every day. I'm not going to spam you, um, but I do text you occasionally. Uh, Like, you know, on September 22nd, 2021, I texted and said, hey, just wanted to let you know Donald Trump won the election. There's some people, there's some gubernatorial candidates actually on this list. Uh, back in, uh, back in April, I said, or sorry, sorry. Yeah. Back in April, I said, listen, freedom's never more, more than one generation away from extinction. If I have anything to say about it, my generation won't be the generation that's telling our grandkids about what America was like when man was free. That's a hundred percent true. I will not be doing that. And you know why? Because we're going to fight for freedom because it needs to be fought for. So text that number. That is 912-254-4838. Again, 912-254-4838. Go ahead and sign up for that. They can take away social media, but to my knowledge, they can't take away my phone number. Now let's get into Biden's plan to give illegal aliens $80 billion. So this is uh, via via the uh, CIS.org. Basically, inside this $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill, there's a provision that would appropriate $8 billion over 10 years, $80 billion, to give illegal immigrants monthly payments of $300 per child. Biden's bill would take the additional child uh, additional child tax credit, ACTC, which was a one-year COVID stimulus provision, and it would drop the requirement that the people receiving it be working to receive it and make it permanent. Voila! A brand new welfare entitlement for illegal immigrants. However, we... Are the, are the crazy conspiracy theorists when we say that the only person building back better are those who shouldn't even be in the country to start with. That's when we're the crazy people. Those weird Republicans are the, are the crazy ones who just want to make sure that, our, that we're not funding gain-of-function research and to make sure that we're not supporting those who shouldn't even be here in the first place. That they shouldn't even be here in the first place. It's been estimated that we can have as many as 400,000 illegal immigrants coming across the border this month. Now ask yourself, I want you to ask yourself a serious question. If you were a legal immigrant, if you were, if you were somebody who lived in Mexico or Venezuela or wherever, and you heard about this policy, would this make you more or less likely to come over? Well, me personally, I'd be like, hey, Joe Biden wants to give me $300 per kid. I got about 10 kids, man. That's $3,000 a month. I work 60 hours a week, and I only make $1,000 U.S. I can make $3,000 a month for free? Boy, I would hop on the next caravan up here. But yet, when we as Republicans are saying that whenever, whenever we say as Republicans that the Democrats are incentivizing people 
to come over into this country and to come over the southern border, whenever we say that that the policy Democrats are putting forth will lead to higher numbers of people coming over, we're the crazy ones. We're the ones who are, who are talking conspiracy. You just said you were going to give them $300 a month. That's crazy. They shouldn't get anything. The only thing they should get is a first-class ticket back to whatever country they came from. You break the law, we hold you accountable, but Democrats don't care about the law. Let's get to Chicago under Mayor Lori Lightfoot, I believe it is. This story says, a gang shooting took place in broad daylight and the entire incident was caught on camera. However, Kim Fox, a state attorney in Chicago, is refusing to prosecute the gangbangers. Now, even the ultra-leftist mayor of Chicago is asking for answers. <laughs> even the left-wing liberal mayor of Chicago is like, hold on, let's wait a minute. Let's go over the evidence that could be used to prosecute this crime. There are 70 rounds of shells that were found on the scene. Some police officers witnessed part of the shooting. And a city camera captured the entire shooting. Now, Mayor Lightfoot, for her, for her credit, I don't give her a lot of credit, but she gets credit this time. She's a woman who has been negligent, negligent to Chicago's crime problems herself. She spoke out against Fox. She said... She's got to explain to the public why. If the, if the bad guys that are out there are picking up guns and shooting without any regard for the sanctity of life, they don't believe there's any accountability for them, the brazenness will not end. It will escalate. It will continue, and our communities will not be safe. Chicago is seeing its worst year for murders in a quarter century with almost 600 people killed so far this year. That's more people than have died in the Middle East. And under Biden, that number's growing, so... Probably be back there in a couple of months, but now you may recall that Kim Fox is the same woman who covered up the hate hoax perpetuated by Jussie Smollett, the actor who falsely claimed he was attacked by MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters. Do y'all remember that? You remember the Bubba Wallace, actually, the, the NASCAR driver who who said there was a noose in his thing, and then it turns out that it actually was, you know, not necessarily a noose, but it was like to pull the whatever down. Now, Fox is one of the many state attorneys and district attorneys who are elected in large part thanks to outside funding from leftist megadonor, drumroll please, George Soros. Soros has a strategy of installing extreme leftists into prosecutorial positions around the United States. This isn't a conspiracy. It's an re- irre- irrefutable fact. This is that, that's via the Daily Mail. Now, listen, that's 100% true. The most important political positions you can you can run most places they're elected. District attorney, sheriff, and attorney general. They have the most say because they choose who does and doesn't who do they choose who will and won't get investigated and who will and won't get indicted and who will and won't get charged and what they'll get charged with. That's the most important position. I know my state's attorney general very well. We've talked about it. It's a very underrated and important job. It's probably the most important job of anyone. If we don't have rule of law and we don't have law and order, we don't have a country. I mean, if our laws don't matter or they only matter to certain people, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Now, before we get into Joe Biden wanting to print a trillion dollar bill, 
uh, to fund his left-wing extremist ideologies, I do have to ask you a favor. You listening to this right now, you're probably driving to work. Maybe you're cooking dinner. Maybe you're making lunch. I don't know what time you're listening to this. You know, maybe you're on your way to pick up your kids. Maybe you're on the way uh, making them a sandwich for school. Please make sure you subscribe. Five days a week, I'm right here giving you the truth you need to know, the truth from the college campuses and the truth from high schools and the truth of really just really just dispelling the net, the left's logic that people my age or people any age have to be a liberal because it's just quite frankly not true. Look, it's very unpopular my age to be a, to be a conservative. That's 100% true. I turned in a paper a couple of weeks ago and the professor gave me a B and when I asked why, the paper being about free market ideals, when I asked why, the professor said, that it was systematically untrue. That we need more government intervention. Basically, advocating for socialism. So my goal with this podcast is to speak up on behalf of those who either can't or won't and fight for the right for people to be conservative in, on college campuses and high school campuses in life. So if you like the show and you like what's going on, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever. Leave a five-star review and share with a friend. This is quickly becoming one of the largest and fastest growing teenage conservative podcast, college conservative podcasts in the country. I forgot I just turned 22 months ago. Make sure you subscribe. Now, let's get into Biden's trillion dollar platinum coin. This is via Axios. Now, a trillion dollar platinum coin could be minted, quote, within hours of this Treasury Secretary's decision to do so, said Philip Deal, former director of the United States Mint, tells Axios. Now, why does this matter? Why does this matter to you and I and the rest of the people? Why does this matter to your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids? Congressional solutions to the debt ceiling problems could take weeks to implement. I mean, this thing could take weeks. Especially if the reconciliation process is used. Time is running out on that, but we'll get into that in a minute. In case of an emergency, a trillion-dollar coin could be deployed to bridge any gap between money running out and the debt ceiling being raised. Now, how would this work? The U.S. Mint, which the uh, deal had ran from 1994 to 2000, already produces a one-ounce platinum eagle and has no shortage of platinum banks blanks already in stock. Producing a trillion-dollar eagle would require only the denomination to be changed. This could quickly be executed on the existing plaster of the mold of the platinum eagle. This is, there's an automated process would transfer the new design to a plastic resin mold. If Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, has no intention of minting such a, choin, such a coin, there's no reason for her not to quietly instruct the mint director to take those steps a day or two in advance. At that point, a coin could be struck within minutes at the West Point Mint, even if it were needed to be physically deposited at the New York Fed that's only a short helicopter away. Voila! We would have bought ourselves the equivalent of a trillion-dollar increase in the debt limit without any impact on inflation, says Deal. Really? Well, you must not understand inflation there, Mr. Deal. Listen, if you keep pumping money into an economy over and over and over again, two things are going to happen. You're going to run into shrink or stagflation, which we're starting to see. Shrinkflation is when prices don't change, but the amount of size of something you get does, right? So let's say, this is, this is really interesting. So you used to be able to get a half gallon of ice cream, which was, I think, two quarts. I could be wrong. Um, but now you get, maybe it's liters, but now instead of that two quarts, you get one and a half quarts for the same price. So it doesn't look that much bigger or that much smaller rather, but you're paying, and you're paying the same price. So if you don't think about it, but you might be thinking, Hey, why is my dollar going as far? 
The other thing is stagflation, where you don't really gain anything, you don't really lose anything in the economy. But this is what happened. There, there's something called crowding, crowding in and crowding out that if your kids take an economics class, if they learn about crowding in and crowding out, they have a conservative professor. So there's a laissez-faire approach to, to, um, to the economy, and then there's the more Keynesian approach to the economy. Keynesian says we should spend money. Laissez-faire says we really shouldn't. Now, with that being said, then when the, the crowding in, crowding out is, is, a, is a rebuttal to the idea of Keynesian. It basically says if the government is, if we need to boost the economy and we spend more money in the government, and, and we, we spend more money, we invest more money, there's more money in circulation from a governmental perspective. What that also means is that, hey, well now, because the government needs to loan, needs to get money, so it's in the loanable funds market, and since the government's in the loanable funds market, it's going to drive up interest rates because you can only loan to so many people, right? If I want to loan to you and your sister, whoever pays the highest interest rate gets it, really. Let's be honest. Assuming you guys you know, are both good. Everybody's got a crazy sister who doesn't pay their bills. But assuming they're, they're a good person. So with that being said, we take that loanable funds market and you say, hey, we're, you know, I, I can't compete with the government. The government's got endless money. Well, all of a sudden, it doesn't really go as far as you think it does. Sometimes it has a bad effect. Printing this $1 trillion coin is not good. It won't work in the long term. Sure, in the short term. Why, why, why do you think it is that Democrats want to get everything done right now? Why do you think they want to get rid of the centuries-old, at least decades, but I think centuries-old filibuster? Why do you think they want to do everything right now? Look, it's quite sure. Joe Biden does not have to worry about his political future. You know, he's done. He's, he's, you know, there's no way he could hobble across another victory, especially after Afghanistan and China and Cuba and the gas crisis. We forgot about the gas crisis. Even after the gas crisis, there's no way he could hobble himself to a victory. Zero percent. Now, these progressives know this. And they're working to get Biden to go over and say, hey, listen, you know, you've been this bulwark of the Senate. You know, you were the bull of the Senate for 47 years. You, he was really, the, he was a big compromiser, even though he's compromising America's ideals right now. Well, you were the great, you were the great, you were the great unifier. We can get this stuff done. All you have to do is just do it, Joe. Why do you think he's siding more with people like AOC and, and Chuck Schumer and the more radical members of his party other than siding with Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin and all these moderate Repul or Democrats? Why do you think he's... I want you to know something. This bill will not pass. This bill will not pass. If it passes, if a Republican votes for this bill, they should be out of office. Now, I'm going to pull up this story that I heard talked about yesterday on the Eric Erickson show. And I, I definitely like recommend you listen to the Eric Erickson show, but it was basically Mitch McConnell plans to compromise on debt ceiling. I should have pulled this up before I started the show, but Hey, what are you going to do? All right. This is via CNBC. Senate GOP leader McConnell offers short-term debt ceiling extension following pressure from Biden. Senate, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell on Wednesday offered a short-term suspension of the U.S. debt ceiling to avert a national default. 
He said, we will also allow Democrats to use normal procedures to pass an emergency debt limit extension at a fixed dollar amount. The stopgap offer from McConnell would take some pressure off both parties to reach compromise by October 18th when the government is is expected to default. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki offered somewhat cool comments for the McConnell proposal later on Wednesday. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell on Wednesday offered a short-term suspension of the U.S. debt ceiling. He said, to protect the American people from a near-term Democratic-created crisis, we will also allow Democrats to use normal procedures to pass this, he said in a statement posted to Twitter. But listen to this. I'll put it like this. If every Democrat in the country wants something, the leaders of the business of the businesses that are that are the reason many people in my generation watched family members get divorced because they were fighting over money. Many people had to move out of their childhood homes, homes they'd lived in for 20, 30, 40 years. If those people are okay with it and the Democrats are okay with it, I'm against it. The uh, CEO of JP Morgan, uh, Jamie Dimon, came out and said, we should get rid of the debt ceiling. We want to know why. Because you get rid of the debt ceiling, you pump so much money into the economy over and over and over and over, Stocks go up. Stocks will go up. And these people make money off these stocks going up because the way it works is, you know, if I sell you a $100 stock, you know, I go work on Wall Street or whatever. You know, I got a lot of friends who work on Wall Street, but I sell you a $100 stock, I work on Wall Street, I get 1%, right? But these people aren't buying, aren't, they aren't like you and I. They aren't going on Robinhood or wherever and buying like a stock or two. These guys are buying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stock a month, a week, a day, and sometimes... So they want to get rid of the, of the thing because the more these prices go up, the more, you know, people are like, I need to get in this. I need to buy this. The more they get sold, the more money they make. Long story short, they're in it for themselves. Here's the thing. They're, you know, there's this idea called modern monetary policy. And it basically says, you know, government debt in a way helps the economy. I, I don't see your thought process there. But some people are Democrats and some people aren't very smart. So, with that being said, I don't see their logic necessarily that raising, you know, having zero, uh, you know, taking the debt ceiling off, you can spend as much money as you want to, left and right, left and right, left and right. I, I, I just don't see it. Now, let's get into a couple other quick notables, and then we'll get into another story, and then it'll be time for you to go. Now, ESPN has benched anchor Sage Steele after she appeared on a podcast where she called the company's vaccine mandate sick and said that she received the vaccine, but, quote, didn't want to. Steele also asked why President Obama self-identifies as, as black, and saying, quote, considering his black dad was nowhere to be found. Now, listen, uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to comment on that. You know, that's, that's Barack Obama's deal. I don't know. But I think it's interesting that Sage Steele came out and spoke about how she didn't want the vaccine. The vaccine mandate's sick, that she had to get it to work there. Is a black lady who who I've watched, you know, on Sports Center, you know, for for, for a while. Um, it, it's interesting. I don't typically watch a lot of Sports Center, but if I do, I do remember. Her. Now, the Department of Defense said that all U.S. Civ- civilian employees need to be fully vaccinated by November twenty second. The mandate would encompass all of the seven hundred thousand employed within the agency. That's via Epic Times, which is interesting. I got a lot of friends who work for for uh, on base, you know, work for the Department of Defense who I don't know what they're going to do. Listen, if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. I've said that probably dozens of times now on this podcast. But you should not be forced to get vaccinated. That's 100% true. 
A study published in the Lancet Medical Journal found that the efficacy of the Pfizer Biotech COVID-19 vaccine fell below 50% about six months after the second dose. It's via the Hill. That's why they're all pushing that third shot on you, that third shot, that third Fauci ouchie. Now, in a striking admission of what appears to be a double standard, FBI Assistant Director of Counterterrorism Timothy Langan said in a congressional hearing last week that the FBI does not track violence perpetuated by groups such as, hang on, guess it, Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So, I don't know if you guys know this. They're currently sending the FBI to places like school boards because school board, people going to school boards, they're absolutely wild people radical and all they want is their kid not to be taught critical race theory and these white supremacists don't want their kids to have to wear masks. I mean, they're terrible people. Oh, wait. No, they're not terrible people, but the FBI is investigating that. It's a true story. That's not a joke. But they're not, they're not investigating the people who led to months and months and months and months and months of riots. The summer of riots. They're not talking about that. No. That is absolutely crazy. Now, tra Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is defending a Biden administration proposal that would require banks to report data to the IRS on transactions over $600, calling the collection of information routine, quote, after taking heat for the idea that is widely seen as an unprecedented invasion of privacy. She said it wasn't. She said it wasn't an invasion of privacy. She's dead wrong. She's dead wrong. Now, I'm going to play this clip of Joe Biden trying to tell a somewhat coherent story. Again, doesn't go well. When you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the American Oil Company back in the turn of the, in the 1920 in that area. They went from state to state convincing people that they put allowed them to put 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground. They didn't want them around. But get what did he even say? We're going to play that back again because I still don't even know what he was trying to say. Theoretically, when you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the American Oil Company back in the turn of the, in the 19, 1920 in that area. They went from state to state convincing people that they put allowed them to put 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground. They didn't want them around. But yeah, so that makes about as much sense as electing Joe Biden to president in the first place. Now, uh, I do want to give a shout out to Ben Shapiro uh, from this clip that I saw with his, uh, he, he, had a, he had a debate with Anna Kasparian, and I'm just going to play this clip. I don't think that the culture wars are, are fake. I think the culture wars are taking place. The point that I'm trying to make is that oftentimes, whatever the culture war is of that moment, Moment, it is manufactured as a distraction. A perfect example will be, you know, critical race theory, which is not taught in elementary schools. Critical race theory is a graduate level uh, curriculum. And the fact that it's turned into some weird, like, oh, we need to ban critical race theory in elementary schools, it's ridiculous and a massive distraction that I think is intentionally meant to be a distraction from what people are really feeling frustrated about, the precariousness of their lives, of their work lives, uh, the fact that people feel overworked, that they have no control over the work that they're doing, that they feel alienated over the work that they're doing. These are very real issues, and I think that, 
you know, the fact that it's really largely been ignored Anna's by both the press the and the very the people alive. She's so leaders wrong. who were That's elected she's so smart, to represent so them in the first place has led to the anger that we're seeing bubbling up both on the left and the right. Ben, I think you wanted to make a couple comments. Yeah, I mean, this will be a very quick note. I mean, I obviously disagree with you about critical race theory and whether it is taught in the public schools. Critical race theory, which I studied in law school, it started off as a legal theory, but it has an element of praxis and practice uh, that was meant to be implemented, which is why it is taught in education schools as well, and why in elementary a very, schools. Yes, though? a very boiled down. I mean, Ibram X. Kendi is, is preaching a very boiled down version of critical race theory, and his book is assigned in elementary schools. I mean, the fact is that when you are having elementary school students who are having to check off boxes with regard to their race and then explain to each other whether they are historically privileged or not in fourth or fifth grade, that's that's a very dumbed down version of critical race theory. There's sort of a game that gets played with regard to legal theories that. End end up being boiled down. Intersectionality is another great example of this. Kimberly Crenshaw writes a very intelligent law review article about intersectionality and how you can be a member of more than one minority group and be discriminated against in a variety of ways. And then that is used as the basis for a much broader move in American political life. And then as soon as you point that out, they say, well, that's not intersectionality. It's the original law review article. That's, that's a bit of no true Scotsman games playing. And so I, I, I object to that. And, and I'm, look, it is a relevant issue when you have Terry McAuliffe, who's running for governor of Virginia, literally saying in open debate that it should not be parents who are making the educational decisions for their children. It should be the people in education. I mean, that, that, that is a culture war issue that I think is of key importance to people who have kids, right? He's 100%. Ben Shapiro is one of the smartest people. He's one. He's super smart. Now, he's a hundred percent right, though. He's a hundred percent right, though. That we, yeah, we elect the school board, meaning we should have a say in what our kids learn. Now, obviously, they need to learn. We can all agree they need to learn algebra. They need to learn this, that, the other. But instead of learning critical race theory, this is a radical idea. Okay, this is a radical idea. Instead of learning critical race theory, why don't we teach them how to balance a checkbook? Why don't we teach them about how to change a tire, how to change their oil, how to get to work on time? Why don't we teach them work skills instead of teaching critical race theory? For for the vast majority, why don't we why don't we teach them Pythagorean theorem? Look, high schools and just school in general is designed to train somebody to work nine for nine to five for an employer. We need to teach more people to be entrepreneurs. We need to inspire risk. Look, I took a big risk. I've taken many risks in my life. I've started a handful of businesses that did not succeed. I've started some that have. But it's all because, not because of the school, but because, actually, the school was pretty good. But because my family instilled that you need to take a risk. My father took many risks before he finally was successful. My mom's taken many risks in her life. We need to encourage risk. Now, my school was a great school. I'm proud to be from Camden County High School. I talk about it all over. Every, every state senator, when I tell them I, go, I went to Camden County High School, they're like, what can we do to make other schools look like Camden County High School? I'm like, well, quit trying to make every school look like Atlanta, Georgia. Quit trying to make them look like the inner city schools that are failing. That are failing. We need school choice. We need to make it competitive. Because my school, you can graduate with a certification. You could have graduated with a certification uh, in welding, in plumbing, in uh, you know, uh, shop, all these things, right? A lot of people, they graduated, they're almost juniors in high school. Think about that time. Now I want to play this clip from again Josh Halley, one of my favorite U.S. senators. This is a this is about what I mentioned earlier about the school boards. Mr. Chairman, Ms. Monaco, I want to come back to this extraordinary letter and memorandum that the Attorney General of the United States issued yesterday. Practically every day brings new reports about this administration weaponizing the federal bureaucracy to go after political opponents. Frankly, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it in American history. 
I mean, for those of us who missed the McCarthy era, I guess this president is intent on bringing it to us, but with new force and new power and new urgency, unlike anything we've ever seen. Are you aware of any time in American history when an attorney general has directed the FBI to begin to intervene in school board meetings, local school board meetings? I'm not aware, and I'm not aware that that, and that is not going on. Let me be very, Really, very this isn't about lying. local school board meetings? That's not the subject of the memorandum? I thought that was in the memorandum. The memorandum is quite clear. It's one page, um, and it asks um, the uh, U.S. attorney community and the FBI special agents in charge to convene state and local law enforcement partners um, to ensure that there's an open line of communication to address threats, to address violence, um, and that's the appropriate role of the Department of Justice to make sure that we are addressing uh, criminal conduct and violence. At, at local school board meetings, let me just ask you this. Is parents waiting sometimes for hours to speak at a local school Logan board Duville, meeting to express it, concerns about critical race theory or the... Look, we need more Josh Hallies. He, he's 100% right. Now, I, I'm running out of time here, but I do want to play a clip from my good friend, Logan Dubel. This is from him being on the Ingram Angle talking about when his college wanted to kick him out because he didn't want to follow their uh, their their pronoun policy. Is a junior at Point Park University. Logan, is there any indication what the punishment um, will be from the university against people who violate this policy? What is it? What's the punishment? No, as of now, no one knows what the punishment could be. On September 13th, the student body received an email saying that they, if they were to misgender someone, misuse someone's pronouns, or even use someone's dead name against another student, action could be taken against them. I reached out to the student government president, along with the president of the university itself, and no concrete answer has been received so far. I want to read a quick example of what took time on their hands to do all this, but here's an example. Those shoes belong to here, H-I-R. Z made them herself. Like Utter incompetence being had on college campuses. Now, Logan, good friend of mine. Logan, if you're listening, keep up the good work. But unfortunately, many people are seeking to get him kicked out of school. There's actually a petition right now to get him kicked out of school. Listen, go ahead and do me a favor. Text 912-254-4838. 912-254-4838. Let's drum up support. Text that number, and I'm going to actually text Logan right now and figure out how we do it. I mean, recently I'm looking, you know, I, I read a story of a student who was booted as the newspaper's editor in chief over a mask mandate editorial, how he said that they didn't, there shouldn't be a mask mandate and editorial. Listen, Democrats free community college plan is putting illegal immigrants out of hardworking men and women from blue collar factories. Why do you think, you know, there was a story that came out that said like, Working class family men are not going to college as much as, you know, quote unquote, they should, right? How, who should? Nobody should go to college unless you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer or architect. There's reasons to go to college. College is way overjumped. Shoot, I think, I think about dropping out at least once a day. What do you think it is? Seriously, what do you think it is? Why do you think that it is? They want to control the narrative and they want to control your kids mind get your kids out of public schools private schools are a good alternative hey noah here i wanted to take a second because i realized i don't know if you know who i am so i like to take the last few minutes of every single show to tell you who i am i mean you turn into the dial right now 
you know, you may have no have no idea who I am. My name is Noah Ring. I'm foremost the uh, the the most prominent college conservative activist in the country. Uh, I got my start a couple of years ago uh, in 2016 ish. You know, working uh, to try to help uh, Donald Trump get elected. Since then, uh, obviously, I've grown up a little bit since 2016. I was only 15 in 2016 when Donald Trump was elected to be the president of the United States, and I spent four years defending Donald Trump's uh, America First policy, defending him in the classroom. I uh, have kind of, I've kind of token that that I I fight for conservatism and Trump in the classroom. So that's what I've done for the last four years. I've fought for Donald Trump against radical left wing professors, students, administrators, everyone. I also helped to defend many students across this country. Look, a lot of people weren't lucky like me and lived in a very conservative school district. And a lot of people are afraid that if they speak out against their radical professors or their radical teachers or principals or whoever, that they will be ridiculed and they'll be grade doc, which if you don't know what grade docking is, it's when they drop your grade uh, simply because they don't like you, simply because in this case, you support Donald Trump, you support uh, pro-life, pro-gun, and you are for America first. With that being said, I am a contributor with Campus Reform, meaning whenever I find some story that of some teacher doing absolutely crazy work or some college being overly, overly biased, I report on it because that is important. The, the future of America is right is in college right now. My generation will decide what happens. Gen X is overwhelmingly conservative. The millennial generation is overwhelmingly liberal. My generation will be the biggest thing because I saw a statistic a couple of years ago that by the 2028 election, my generation will be the vi- biggest voting block in the country. And I don't know about you, but I want to live under a Republican-led country led by the conservative ideals of limited government, limited uh, uh, personal responsibility, limited government, and liberty. That is what the Founding Fathers guaranteed to us, and that's what I want to live by. So every Monday, I'm right here, 8 to 10 a.m., whether you're listening to this uh, on the radio or you're listening to this on the internet live stream, I'm right here. If you ever have any questions at all, you can email me, noah at noahring.org. That's my personal email. I check that too many times a day, honestly. Uh, You can also text me at 912-254-4838, 912-254-4838. But what I really seek to do with this podcast, with this radio show, is I seek to give my generation what is needed for them to fight back against the radical left on college campuses because I've seen firsthand what happens when one party rule comes to these college campuses. You think can't you think California's bad? Wait until you step foot on a college campus because at least in California you have the protections of the Constitution of the United States. At college, you don't have those protections. So that's what I, that's who I am, that's what I'm doing, and that's why I and I appreciate you the American people, the great people of America listening and giving me this platform to be able to speak to you for, you know, roughly two hours a day, which my sixth grade teachers told me that I'd never make anything in my life talking so much, but look who has proved her wrong. Now, with that being said, make sure that you come back tomorrow at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single morning. We have great guests on all the time. We've interviewed uh, former Secretary of the Agriculture, Sonny Perdue. We've interviewed Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mike Collins, uh, Congressman Gary Graves. We've interviewed all these people. We've interviewed senators, congressmen, governors, uh, all these people who candidates as well, and just interesting people. We had on a guy named uh, Alejandro who used to be a member of Antifa and now and Black Lives Matter, and now he is one of the biggest people fighting back against those very organizations. So we have on great guests all the time. 
and we bring you the news that nobody else is going to bring you. You're not going to find these headlines on Fox News because I have a lot of I have a lot of people throughout the country who are looking for stories uh, that are happening in high schools and colleges and even even really some corporations. And Fox News doesn't cover those for whatever reason, so I guess I have to do that. So I hope that you will tune back in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. as we take on the left one more time. I don't know how long I'll have this platform. I don't know how long I'll be on social media, but we will take on the left one more time tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., ending at 10 a.m., so it's perfect for your morning commute. And also, if you can't listen to this live, you know, some people are busy, whatever, I do typically upload the first hour, first 40 or so minutes of the first hour to the podcast, which you can find at noahring.org. But thank you so much for tuning in today, and we will see you on the other side. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.